I told you three, two, one. So after yep. I say one, you're not supposed to <coughs> give like a big cough. So now our show, when it starts, is, you're going to hear this big cough. And Are you really? That's too bad. That's too bad. I thought it always cut me off when it when you start that. Then it always no. That's too bad. No. So now now the show now. Okay. The ninety six is it adds in it adds into the drum beat. Yeah. That we still need to get a new one for. Right. After going on uh, ACL around the ACL this week and their lead, in which they've had forever too, but it just it's better. Makes me makes me ready to do something. So much better. Yeah. The problem is, is that we can't do it. Like we don't know how to yeah. do it. We're old. Yep. Come on, kids. Um, Who's got some Pro Tools on their computer? Let's so make do some I look, Do I look? Do I look too blue? I think I'm. I think I'm too blue. For some reason, I'm really blue today. I got the sun like pounding in behind me. I don't know, but you it looks like it you're is? you're you're keeping some mead behind that leather thing behind you. Keeping some meat behind me? <laughs> mead. Oh, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> it's it's alcoholic drink from like the 1500s. Oh, it's, like, it's what they called beer before beer. Maybe I am. <laughs> no, it's just a large window, and with the sun being low, it's just like blasting in behind me, and uh, like right into the camera. So I had to do something. So Kathy has this old screen. Mm. So I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Pull that behind me. But yeah, I feel like I so you get blue. it from an old wizard or something. Really blue. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. She's got all kinds of stuff. You know, when, when we moved, I don't know if I told you this, when we moved, you know, we downsized to move into the smaller house and she's an only child and rock on um, only kids, man. Yeah. She's an only child. Uh, she was adopted. She's actually a great story. I mean, if we ever wanted to have, you know, an inspirational adoption, uh, you know, story on, uh, she, she's a really fascinating story. Um, but anyway, so she's an only yeah. child. Her parents passed away when she was younger. Her brother passed away. So she has no family except for her girls. And so she has kept everything. So when we moved from the old house to this house, she pulled everything out of the attics and the dormers. We literally filled up two, not one, but two storage units. And these wow. storage units were 10 by 30. Wow. Wow, that's a lot of stuff. Lots. Of I, stuff. I, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah, ten by thirty. I mean, it's basically semi trucks. I mean, so yeah. Two, yeah, yeah. So we have lots of stuff. How there. do you have that much stuff? That's crazy. House. She just throw she it just, away, man. Sell it. I know her girls keep telling her to let it go. That I mean, that's what I've been like. I, that's that's jokingly now when let she starts go. talking about it. I'm, I'm like, let it go, brother. Let it go. <laughs> just let it go. <laughs> just listen to the Frozen song. <laughs> It's hard. I think it's hard for her though, because you know, she just, it's, it's, I don't know. Psychologically, it's probably all that she has, but, but she's a great I get it. I get it. I, I guess I'm the exact opposite from that. Oh, me like, too. There's, I, there's I, am stuff. Mr., I am Mr. Minimalist and Mr. Purge. I mean, there's I get rid stuff of like, you know, that my mom, I think is actually keeping for me for some reason. Like I, it's like, I, the past is the past, man. I don't want it. You know I mean? There's some cool pieces that might be interesting, but I don't want it just because it was someone else's, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and, and as we've gotten older, um, I, I think I've learned that no one wants your stuff. It's just stuff. Stuff. You man. know, like, like my brother oh, and my man. sister and I talk about it. My mom went through this phase a few years ago where anytime we come to the house, you know, what well, Jeannie has picked this, Joe wants this, you know, what, is there anything you want to, of, you know, your father? I'm like, no. Like, the, like uh, there's none of this. So finally, my brother who lives in, in town with them has been helping them sell everything because we don't, we don't want it. And our kids don't want our stuff. So it's like, why, why keep it? Yeah. The, the only stuff I ever wanted, I've actually already sold. 
So it's like, you know, regret, like looking back, like, ah, you know, I kind of did want that. That's too bad. <laughs> the one but, thing, the one thing that I want yeah. of my dad's um, is he has an old school and, and most of our cornhole players who watch this, the younger kids are going to be like, what the hell is this old man talking about? Yeah. This goes, this goes before CDs. This goes before, um, Oh, reel to reel. That's this goes, but yes, it goes before eight track. He literally has the old. Oh, the reel to reels are sick sound, man. Oh, if you can get gosh, it to work, it's such a deep, warm sound, and he's yeah. got some old Sony speakers that go with it, and he has like Christmas music and some old Frank Sinatra. They make new ones. They make new ones now. I mean, they're they're you they're, can they're buy they're, new reels. Yeah, they're higher. I mean, they're higher def. Obviously, you know, they're yeah. the, the 40, 50 years of of technology that's gone into them. But I mean, that's how everything was recorded once upon a time. Yes. On yeah. tape, right? So, I mean, reel to reels is kind of how it all goes down. Reel to reels sound great. And if it works, yeah, you got to keep that. Well, it does. That's we still, awesome. I mean, every year for Christmas, uh, my dad always fires it up. And I mean, it's it's the old school player. I mean, with the old switches and knobs and yeah. everything, it's really, it sounds amazing. So when he, when he fires up the Christmas music, we love it. Oh, wow. That is so Midwest. <laughs> I first learned when I went to University of Kansas, um, we actually had to learn, like in one of our labs, was a, a old school reel to reel video. So mm-hmm. we had a cut and splice video on the old reel to reel. That you know, not not that we had that technology, we didn't. It was long, long gone by the time I went to college. But they wanted us to appreciate how it had been done in the past. So Can, you Can you imagine? Can you imagine how long it took to make movies? To how long it took to edit movies even even as simple as those movies they had to be simple back then and I don't because it took that. so long to edit i mean that is crazy yeah yeah i mean like that's that's where the expression comes from and the kids probably don't realize this i mean that you know when it's when it says you know you were cutting left on the editing floor i mean that's that's literally what yes. happens so when you when you when you would cut video you literally would you know make a splice pull it make another and literally the part you're cutting out would drop to the floor same with music so. They did the same thing. That's how looping yeah. started. That's how they started looping. Music was on reel to reels and cutting through and splicing. Right. It's all the same. Yeah, kids are missing out, man. <laughs> are they? Are they? Yeah. Now, now they can just do it all on their computer and in their in, at, at home. Spend yeah. five seconds and do the exact same amount of work. Yeah, I know. Noel is like so amazing, and, and all the kids are. You know, she'll just put some video. You know, take some video, and then all of a sudden, ah. she grabs her phone, and she's just sitting there like this. You know, and then boom, yeah, yeah. video, mom- music, everything. <laughs> You, you, you know how like this stuff gets passed by generations. Like, so my mom still thinks I'm good with technology because I was good with like early 81, 82 technology. Right. Yeah. Cause I was a kid. She thinks you're that, a that, that's, yeah, that's ancient. <laughs> like I, like I, I'm, I'm hunting yeah. and pecking on a computer. Like it takes me forever to do anything. Cause I'm an idiot. And she's like, Oh, well, you'll figure. I was like, I no. <laughs> yeah. I'm like you, this stuff is a million miles down the road from me. And I watch yeah. a kid and they'll sit there not even paying attention. I mean, have no, you watched them? Funny. Have you watched kids text? They're not even looking uh, at the phone. They're just like, they're just kind of looking around, taking oh it all in. Gosh, just texting. It's crazy. It's crazy. Pretty fast, but I still have to. I still have to look. Yeah, I, I, I have seen kids. And it's almost like they're doing it like as a sport. Sport texting. All right. Well, before everyone turns off the show, yeah, dude, they're all in right now. <laughs> they're, they're so in. They're so in right now. They completely they agree with about? what we're talking about. Yeah. Hey, I forgot to tell you before we came on, I'm a little bit nervous, and I'm not kidding. Um, I've got to play in a cornhole tournament tonight. What? And yeah. Yeah. So Really? Where? Now, this, now, now, by the time by the time everyone sees this, we're recording this Wednesday. Uh, so yeah. by the time everyone uh, sees this, it's going to be Thursday night, so I will have already played and probably humiliated myself. But 
um, not, not only am I playing in this thing, but the owner of our real estate company's uh, brother, who I love, um, asked me to play with him. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, man, I'm like, I, I, I'm not very good. Like I might be a little bit better than some of them, but you know, I can talk it, but I, you know, don't expect me to come out here and. Oh, it's the worst. It's the expectations. Yeah. That's the thing. Everyone expects. I know. Uh, That's why I don't do it. It's like, you know, I can actually play better than I say I can play. But at the same time, the expectation yeah, you can play a little bit. Yeah, you can play the better. expectation is just so high. It's like I'm not gonna live up to it, right? So no. I'm just not gonna do it. That's the problem I, I, with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm gonna suck. It's not like I'm gonna be missing the board. I mean, I'll I will i will I'll score a little bit. Well suck compared not, to professionals. And that, be, that's I'm what they don't get. Graham. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. The the pros don't get it. We're gonna completely suck compared to them. Yeah. Right. And we're gonna suck compared to advanced players that go to blind draws and all that stuff. Yeah. We're not really going to suck compared to competitive players and intermediate players. I can hear the comments already. Well, can't you just roll over it? Can't you <laughs> just throw one of those bags where they just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Yeah, no, sure. It's, it's that easy. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just roll it. over it and put it yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah, can't do it. Sorry. And it's just, so, you know, we don't have the bags. I mean, we're not savants, right? So we need the Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours theory, right? We don't, <laughs> we, we don't have the 10,000 hours of bags. Yeah, so. and, and right now I still need about ninety five hundred more hours. Yeah, I need about yeah or more nine thousand nine hundred and ninety five hours of of bag play yeah. to get there. So but a I little bit nervous on how that's going to. Nah, go. you'll be fu- it'll be fun. You played in uh, you actually played in the thing out at Shamar's. The yeah, pros and Joe's. I had Tanner Halbert as my partner. So right. I mean, you know, I, I just put him on the board and and tried to you know tried to just you know. Do Try to make one, to, put the rest on the board. You know, if you get a seven, you get an eight. Great. Yeah. Right. Right. And it just so happened that the guy that I was playing um, against on my end, um, can't remember who it was. He's got he's got a kid who plays uh, who's really good. But anyway, he just he just wasn't playing very well. But Tanner, I mean, Tanner's the reason why we won. I didn't do anything. Sure. So anyway, that's that's, that's the whole point of that game, right? Like you know, you win that game when you actually get your non-pro who's. Essentially, you know, who won? Uh, Eric Davis's dad, right? He was the non-pro. I mean, come on. That guy's throwing tens. Yes. Right, right? So, I mean, he's throwing yeah. nines and tens. Maybe an eight or seven or six every now and then. But he's, you know, he's throwing high level. Yeah. So, that's that's a little unfair compared to other people that are just out there kind of throwing around. So. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, but, so a little nervous yeah. about that. We'll see. How nah, you'll have fun. You'll have fun. Um, I would, you know what? I would throw if it was something where... Oddly enough, there were no people that I knew. I wouldn't care. Isn't that weird? Like I just wouldn't care. Like, ah, whatever. I don't know these yeah. people. But if it's people that I know from the world, you know, from the tour or whatever, like I, I would I would feel a little nervous. Right? Because I know what I've said yeah, about them. And then they're gonna look at me throw and be like, What are you talking about? How can you say anything about us? Right. Yeah. And that's I think that's the problem. I think that's why I'm a little bit nervous because it's gonna be with a bunch of people from from you know the the office. You know, people who know me and they watch, and so they're all expecting me to be able to play. Oh well, that's why. That's why I set the expectation low, Jeff. I've, I I've know, I keep, that, I that's my secret in life. Set the expectations low, so it's always a pleasant surprise. I am going. <laughs> I, I, I laid them out so I don't forget them. I am going with. Uh, I'm going to go with my BG. Hey. Witchers. Were you aware that our compatriot Michelle was such a friend of uh, the BG guys? They're they're in Cancun. They're in uh, Mexico with them right now. Wait a second. What? 
Yeah. She and her husband, Mace Nick, and Nick? Are, in, are in some Mexican resort. I can't remember which side it's on. With uh, my brain. What? Rich Chamnus and his wife. Oh, yeah. Rich is great. Yeah, but did you know they were that close? I didn't know they were that close. That's pretty not. cool. I'm going to have to text him immediately and ask why we were not invited. Right? And matter of fact, I just changed my mind. Instead, I will be going with my fire <laughs> assault bags tonight. With the... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I thought you were a cornhole scenario guy. I know everyone says that. I mean, I, I like because you, dude, I'm you not... like you spent like six months talking about. Them. Well, I, 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 no, I didn't. It was not six months. <laughs> I did talk about them, just like I talk about about the VG sure. bags, and I do, I do like the cornholes. I, I think when when I. When I feel, and of course, this is just my opinion. When I feel all the different materials, I, mm -hmm. I feel like the cornhole scenario material is is it just feels really good in my hand. It feels like a really high quality. I get that. But but the bags that I have are are um, and now again they're cats, right? And and I'm a, I'm a beginner player. If I was mm -hmm. playing with panthers, maybe it'd be better. The cat threes are just too fast for my level right now. I love the way they feel, but I just have trouble keeping them on the board. And and when I got some BG bags, um, I didn't I didn't really care for the wizards. They felt too puffy, and um, and so I got some witchers. And and the witchers and the sorcerers feel really good. I mean, when I feel the witcher, it just feels amazing. But I mean, I like fire bags. I like I like my uh, I like my lucky uh, surefires that I got. I can't I, I can't I even tell you what bag. I I know that the bags that have felt best in my hand were made by BG and Reynolds. Yeah, I like my rental. I've got I've got a set of Reynolds bags. I like. That were that actually like felt now, the best in my hand. I mean, as far as playability, yeah, I probably played the best. And this is going to sound like, well, he works for the ACL. Of course, he's going to say this. I've probably played the best with uh, all cornhole. Uh, Frank's back. Game changer. Dude, thank you. Get my getting older yeah. is awful, man. My brain's just not working anymore. I've probably played my best playing those, but as far as what feels good in my hand, like, oh, I like the way this, it feels chunkier, some of those bags, even though obviously yeah. they have, they're all in the same parameter, but it's, right. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, and that's another one. I mean, I, I, I obviously have a bunch of all cornhole bags and, and I like, I like those too, but it's, it's kind of like playing golf. I mean, you, you, you and I play golf a little bit and, I mean, everyone has a different feel that they prefer for the ball that you're using, for the club sure. that you use. I mean, everyone, everyone feels. And right now, right now, these BG Witchers, I just for some reason, um, I, I can just, I it, it's it's my best chance to throw a flat bag. I feel but, like I just get a good, good consistent feel with to, it. To, I don't, I don't for, know why. I'm sure for it's those, me. I'm sure it's not the bag. Yeah, yeah. For those out there that that don't really think it's that big of a deal, I watched. Uh, Jake Gore, uh, Jackson had an arm injury, so he was throwing left-handed, so he can throw left-handed better than I can throw normal, but he wasn't able to throw with his right hand and Angel Cam Camarena was out there throwing and they were throwing the bags that we sent for the SEC, uh, the, the Johnsonville charity cornhole thing last weekend. Yeah. It was wet. It had rained. The bags were kind of wet. So, mm -hmm. and they were all slides, super slow. So people see these pros and they're like, oh God, they're going to make every bag. And now they made a lot of them, but you know, those bags were coming to a halt on the board. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like they weren't, yes. they weren't sliding up the board very much. So it, yeah. it was funny to watch even pros. And you could say like, you know, how different they would be if they had their own bags in their hands and the stuff that they could do. It's, it was funny oh, to hear Jake, sure, yeah. hear Jake talk about it. I was like, oh man, <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I don't know what it's going to do. I was like, I know it's, it's raining. Yeah. You're all right. But, no, I mean, but it wasn't raining hard enough for it to be slick. Does that make sense? It was just damp enough 
the bags were just damp enough that when they hit the board, they just stopped. Yeah. I'll still never forget when we played that um, shootout in Atlanta a few years crazy. ago. Crazy, and it was crazy. raining, and and um, you know the, the the rain water was leaking off the tent onto the ground mm-hmm. and kind of kind of you know uh, yeah kind of seeping back toward the board the, yeah into the into the court area. So when the players would miss, you know, roll off the back or whatever, the bag would actually get wet. And I remember Ryan Smith before the finals or before maybe it was before the final four um he literally got his bag and and put it in water put it in a little bit of water and just got it wet and and then went and practiced with wet bags just to be able to get used to uh the broadcast court because he knew that the bags were being wet and it worked actually made a great run they they lost uh in the finals to Noah cameron Cameron. At, at the time cameron made that big historic had that big historic win but uh yeah that was funny that he did that but anyway you know maybe maybe i'd be better by just picking a bag and just and just running with probably time, but probably i mean that, that yeah, would I probably really work like i mean you really could do really what good. noah does right i think noah plays with whatever bags around <laughs> right yeah, i'm not that good yeah it's like, <laughs> yeah sure you know I'll, I'll, I'll play matter, i'll play this sure all right yeah I'll, I'll, I'll play this um while we're on uh talking a little bit of cornhole here i finally i finally reached out to remember i told you last last week when we did our power rankings um i left alex rawls out because uh, he he wasn't able to play in the in the open and mm-hmm. if you remember i said i said you know i've been seeing videos of him on a scooter uh you know firing cornhole bags and i was wondering what happened and so a lot of people may know this. I'm not sure how much he's posted on social media, but I, I did reach out to him. Um, I, I just, and again, I've t- I know I've mentioned this before, but again, Bernie, this is something I absolutely love about our sport. It's just the accessibility. You know, like if Grayson McCall is is injured, I can't just text Grayson, you know, and and say, hey, dude, you know, how, what's what's going on with your shoulder? Yeah, quarterback you know, but, at but, Coastal Carolina, if you don't know. Right, yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Most people probably don't know that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right, gotcha. let's say this for, for you. If Drake May has an injured ah. foot, I can't reach out to Drake May. Yeah, I do. What's uh, up? Say, hey, dude, you know what's anyway. So, so I reached out to Alex and uh, he and I spent some time texting back and forth. And he did, he had a procedure on his foot, he was having some pain. Um, so he just he had he had a procedure to to relieve that pain. I didn't realize that he was playing in so much pain last year. So, I still um, think it's the shoes, man. I still think it's the shoes and. I don't, I don't feel like, I don't feel like the Hey Dudes people watch our show. So I feel like I can get away from it, but I just don't see support in those shoes. They look comfortable. If you're going to wear them around the house or around the yard or whatever, and you're not doing anything athletic by all means, they look as comfortable as any shoe ever made, but I don't see any support in those shoes. And so when you start and yes, cornhole is not the most strenuous game, but you are, you are putting body weight at times on joints, on your feet, you are moving around a good bit. Yeah. I just don't see those shoes working. Now people swear by them. So it's obviously people know more about it than I do, but I just, I see that I, I could, that doesn't surprise me with what some of the kids wear, whether they're wearing flops or slides or Crocs yeah. or, I mean, sooner or later, you don't have any support. You do one wrong tweak. There's nothing to support you in your shoe that you're wearing. It's going to end up causing a problem. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why golf shoes have evolved so much, right? Hundred percent. The old ones, the old ones just weren't. I mean, they, they were terrible. No support at all in those old golf shoes. And they were just they were they sucked. They were it was the yeah. leather, right? It was just leather that you took a year to wear in. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point though. I should I should um I'll follow up with him and ask him. 
They'll never admit it. If, if, if Dude, I th- not a single person that wears Hey Dudes will admit that there's a problem with Hey Dudes. Well, not a no, single no, no, one. No, I'm just, I'm just wondering if maybe his orthopedic said anything to him. Mm, maybe, you know, yeah. Like, like, hey, you know, you might want to, you know, find yourself a nice pair of, you know, walking or running shoes, whatever, or athletic shoes to, to play in. I, I don't know. I have no idea. But, right. But I'm That's sure he had a discussion about it with his orthopedic. But anyway, but yeah, so so he had a procedure successful, and um, and as far as his return goes, he's trying to get back as soon as possible. But it's it's indefinite. I mean, he's he's uh, um, he's just trying to rehab right now. So but sure. Anyway, I mean, you gotta gotta some of those problems just require rest, right? You just gotta get off of it, and then that's hard to do when you're playing cornhole for a living. Yeah, especially with his foot. But yeah. um, but anyway, but uh, so yeah, so for sure he'll be out indefinitely, but. But uh, he'll be—he will be back at some point, at some point this season. Well, that all right. So then we need to talk about that if we're going to talk about top ten rankings. Because before we get to him, I am going to say I'm going to go ahead and bring it up early. Okay. Uh, it was ta- it was talked about on ACL Live. I was on ACL Live Monday night this week, and it was brought up to me that you know why don't you have Allen Rawls higher in your top ten ranking? And I was like, well, I kind of do my top ten as like who I think you know the overall top ten best players are. Not necessarily at this moment, but who I think for the season, like, yeah, but that doesn't make any sense. Like, who's the best player right now? And I was like, well, I guess from that perspective, Alan Rawls should be number one on everyone's top 10 list right now, right? He's winning every big event right this second. So, but do I still think he's better than Mark Richards, Tony Smith, Jamie Graham, and a few others? No, I don't. So, it, so it, like, it's it, that's a hard argument. But I see their argument. He, he won an Open that was more like a national probably the biggest open we'll have all year. It, he was, wins, it was the who's who. It was, it was yeah. Huge. So he wins that in singles and then he goes out and wins the Southeast conference, uh, conference tournament, Florida, Southern Georgia. That's loaded. That is pro after pro after pro. You're knocking yeah. off in that tournament and he won that. So yeah, probably the best player right now, but I'd still wouldn't put him number one in my top 10 if I had to. And people were, people were upset about that on uh, ACL live. In the chat. Well, and and the thing is too is that I mean I get it I get what they're saying but I do too. One thing it's your power ranking so you can do whatever the heck you want with it right. Fact. And and, and with mine with mine I I try to think okay yes he had a great run if I put him head to head with player X three or four times what do I think is going to happen if I feel like player X would still win that series then I'm not putting Alan Rawls number one I'm not going to put Alan Rawls ahead of him. You know, and and it's it's so subjective, and that's what I love about it. We all have different rankings. I mean, you know, this week the San Francisco 49ers, they lost. Do you know how many power rankings out there still have the 49ers number sure. one in their even power with rankings? their even with their injuries? Yeah, because so they know when everybody because when they know when they come back, they're gonna be fine. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to play them in the playoffs, right? Everyone knows that if they get to the playoffs, not the team you want to play, period. Right. Yeah, right. They're gonna get beat up. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, with my power rankings, I think I talked about it last week. Now I I am I, that being said, I am trying to skew mine more on on uh, on the side of who's really good right now. Mm-hmm. Um. So mine, I feel like I'm. <laughs> what did I say last? Oh yeah, last week I think it was the What have you done for me lately? Yeah. But I, I feel like I'm kind of a man whore when it comes to when it comes to my power rankings. It's like truly like like you know how good are you making me feel right now with your with your game? So. So my yeah. mind, I think, might have a, I might skew maybe a little bit more towards a recency bias now this year in mind. So I, I want so the thing to me is if you do that, like if 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 I go recency bias, there's just players in that top ten that aren't top ten players. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they had a great week. You know, way to yeah. go. 
you know, you had a great week. You should feel good about that. Right. Do it. Do it again a lot. Well, and see, that's why I did put Alan Rawls into my top five. Remember last week? I mean, week, he's got to be there I now. I mean, he's him, in my I top ten. Him to, I compared him to Brock Purdy. I said, I'm, I'm done. I've seen enough. I'm tired of questioning him. And I put him in there, and I put him in at five. Just cause, because, you know, shame on me. I kept saying, well, all right, do it again. All right, do it again. Do it again. And all he does is keep doing it again and again. So. Yeah. Especially so early. Bore you? Am I boring you? you no, I'm. I'm, gone, I'm right in the middle of the super show. tired, man. I don't know what's wrong with me. I, th- I think whenever the seasons change, I just get like this. I get like all stopped up, can't breathe. I don't know what it is. It happens every year. Sp- same thing in spring when the season changes and it starts to get warm. It gets me. Sorry. Sorry about that. Hurt my feelings. Uh, yeah, it was. It was not about you. Actually, probably hurt Alan Rawls's feelings because yeah. right, while we're talking boring. about Alan Rawls. Just like his game, you you he put you to sleep. But I, you know, and I talked about it Monday night. I was like, if you were to line up twenty players in silhouette, you couldn't see their faces, you didn't know who it was. All you could see was their throw and the flight of their bag. You're not picking Alan Rawls. No, <laughs> you know you're not doing it. But yet he finds ways to win, and it's it's pretty impressive, actually. So, well, maybe he just knows. Maybe he just knows his throw and knows his bag. Like I've, of always, he does. I've always been really impressed with Frank Modlin. He knows those game changers, and he told us on the show uh, back when we had him on. You know, he knows those game changers so well. He knows exactly how they're going to react to every situation. And maybe Allen's the same way with his with his throw. Matt Guy, Matt Guy's definitely not the yeah. prettiest bag in the world. But man, is anyone more in charge of their bag than he is? Oh, mm-hmm. by the way, I forgot to tell you. I got tangent. Got to love me for tangents. Stacy Moore. The commish has reached out to me and he wants to come on the show again and defend himself. Defend himself from what? Uh, you know, he was talking about the, what you were saying about some of the Jersey things and some of the, uh, some of, some of the uh, player, you know, the issues with bag colors and Jersey colors and all that. And he wants to come on and defend himself. He felt like he was being bashed for no reason. So he well, wants to he is, it, it, he, he, <laughs> his name is on our checks, so he can come and host the show. He can do whatever he wants on the show. So I'm not going to say no. Uh, I, 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 like, do, I don't think he has to defend himself, though. I was like, I, you big baby, but sure, come on. Yeah, I don't think he has to defend himself. But but yeah, if he wants to come on and talk about it, because because it's a huge issue. But as I mentioned, it, it is something that that uh, they that has been a point of emphasis that they've been working on behind the scenes. And as we know now from the team's draft, there's home and away jerseys. Um, they might be doing something with the color of the bags. Um, but so they are, they are addressing it. It's not like, yeah, it's not like, yeah. it's not like this is top secret stuff that well, you know how he is, man. We knew about, you know how he is. He's sensitive. He's a sensitive guy. I love having him on. Of course you can come on. Yeah. yeah he, but he wants to come on. All right. So I'll let him know. Just the, sign that check. This clear. Sign yeah, that yeah. check. Yeah. That's right. Sign the check and clear your schedule for uh, next week around noon on Wednesday. Does he want to come on next week? Uh, he wants to come on like today, but like it was oh, just kind of. Yeah, I just you know it's then it's like well you know are you free? Well, I got this call and it's like all right, we're gonna do this a week out so you can kind of carve some space. All right, because we don't have time for we don't have time to make time. If, if you know I, I reach mean? out to him, will he actually read my email when uh, I when probably I, next week? When, when I yeah, I'll text him topics of what we want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, I'll text him right now. As a matter of fact, remember that this remember is last... yeah Thursday remember? night, folks. You, you, you're watching. This is actually Wednesday afternoon. I am texting the commish. Come on next week, noon Wednesday. Noon Wednesday next week. Yeah. The funny thing is, is that last time we had him on because he likes he likes to know what we want to talk about. So yeah, we, and we normally when we have guests, we send out an email that you know tells the topics, and so we had him on, and. uh 
remember last time we had him on and I, and I asked him a question and he, he's like, uh, yeah, I, didn't read it. I wish I would have had more time to think about this. I'm like, well, that's why I emailed you. That's why I emailed you all this information, like five paragraphs worth of stuff that you could have read. <laughs> yeah. I, I know so, it didn't have anything to do with you making money, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure that'll be brought up. All right. So the commission, <laughs> the commission next week, the commission next week. We'll see. I sent a text. See, the, the best thing is for him he's is way, te- he's way more busy than we are. Got to right? text him at night or on the weekends, right? He's not. I, he won't even read that today. I guarantee it. Did you really just send him that text? Yeah, that's why I, I just sent him the text. Okay, come good. on, noon next week, Wednesday. All right, good. So, um, even though we're anti guests, and look, I don't. I don't, I, I don't I, I'm sending anti- this out. I'm sending this out to all the other cornhole podcasts. I'm sending it out to all of you. They're not all great guests, man. They're just not. It runs your show down. I love every single one of our players, but they're not all great. If they're giving you one word and one sentence answers, kills a show. Kills it. Yeah, there's definitely good interviews and bad interviews. It kills same it. Same in, same in every sport. Every yeah. sport, every business. When someone comes on and either they don't want to or they're just not good at it, they feel nervous, but one word, one sentence answers, it kills a show. Because you've allotted time for this person that you now have to create somehow out of thin air to fill that time. And so yeah. it's tough. It's tough. I think, I think, you know, one of the reasons why we pivoted away from guests um, all the time is that, you know, I felt like when we first started our show that, um, you know, we, we were, we were great with guests and, and it was, and we were really getting good information, but now everyone has a podcast and they all bring guests on. Right. You know, like, like when we first started, we were kind of the only show on our, on our network that was doing like really like involved interviews. Yeah. And now they brought on three or two. All of a sudden there were other shows that popped up and they're doing interviews. So it's like, well, wait a second. Why, why are we all going to do the same formats? That's why you and I decided to just. I was always, you know, I was always more for this. I was always more for this. I know you were. Yeah. I was all, because I I think. And just talk. I, but I also think this has an ability because we talk about more than just cornhole. I think this has an ability to transcend and to maybe cross cross boundaries into other other uh, arenas. Um, I, I think we have a chance to get out in the world a little bit more than some of the others because some of the others are so cornhole specific that if you're not just a cornhole head, you're not going to care. Right. Right. And I think our show kind of lends itself to be a little different from that. But that was me. That was that was my opinion from day one. But then again, I know, I know. I'm vain. To... I'm vain. I want to talk. So, <laughs> well, you're good at it. I mean, the, the podcast, <laughs> the pod, the podcast form format just fits yeah. for me. Hundred percent. I really want to do a true. Do you, do you like true crime, Jeff? Uh, I've not. I've not listened to it. Is it good? I love it. I mean, it must be. I good mean, you got to do your research. Of people watching it. You got to do your research. I mean, you have to know all the information. You know, you have to do you know a lot of research, which I'm terrible at. So. As much fun as it would be to talk about something like that, I mean, they're they grind on research, yeah. so they have all the pertinent information. I have and, not, I have not listened to it because um, probably because we're too busy watching like Netflix series. We need to be able to listen to other podcasts. Oh, I love it on trips on, on the car. Like I used to be a music guy, right? Just cranking music hour upon hour upon hour. I've become kind of a true crime podcast guy. Yeah, they're popular. Uh, on the on the road, it's me and all the middle aged women just cruising down the road, listening to true crime podcasts. I mean, because like all the advertising is like just completely geared at women, geared towards women. <laughs> yeah, it's so That's bad. Funny. It's like, hey, ladies. Yeah, it's 
I'm just right now, I'm just trying to geek out on, on college football. I mean, it's just, it's, <laughs> love it. it. I, I don't know the problem with it though. And, uh, uh, we need to get to where our power rankings and our on off and in, but, um, the problem is, is that I don't know if it's just because I'm getting older, but the season is going by so fast. Like so fast. I was looking at the rankings this morning and to see teams at six and one, uh, five and two, I'm like, wait a second. So we're seven. Yeah. I mean, weeks. I mean, heels are six and oh, and we had a bye week. Yeah. Heels are six and oh, had a bye week already. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. So, all right. So they're, they're, they're still halfway basically, but there are some yeah. teams who played seven slash eight games that only have four or five games left. I'm like, what's sad, man. It kills me too. Cause it's it? my favorite it's season. So depressing. It really is depressing. And I mean, you know, thank God they went to 12 games. I mean, I remember when it was 11 and you knew two of those games were not going to be good anyway, because two of them would be lower level games. So you right. had like nine games that mattered in an entire season. Well, I mean, I guess it's still kind of that way in a way, but I don't know. I, I love college football season. Just know, the, the temperature changes. It, you don't sweat every time you walk outside. It's just, it feels so good. Doesn't it? <laughs> so much I mean, better. It's, right? Weather finally is broke here in Charleston and it's just, yeah. it's just amazing. By but the yeah, way, I, I, I hate, I hate that the season goes by so fast, but this will all, it will help when they go to the 16 team format someday also, because I know they're going to get there. That's coming. That, that will help. That'll help prolong the, the season as well. What I, I, what the, the argument I loved from the NCAA about that forever was that how hard it was on academics, yet Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Dartmouth, you know, they're all in a conference that plays in that 16-game format, that, that tournament format. I was like, I'm thinking if they can find the time to get some studying in, you guys can find the time to get some studying in. I think everybody will be all right. <laughs> You're going to be all right. Everyone's going to make a lot of money. I mean, when they sell that 16-team or 12-team playoff, Oh man, that's going to be so much money. So much money. Uh, wrapping crazy. up, wrapping yeah. up. Our uh, college Luke, college, I'm all about it, man. By the way, all right. Yeah. Who are you liking right now? Who are your, Four. who are your favorites? Huh? For college football? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't know. I, I can't tell. I can't. There's so many, there's so many teams that are, that are, I think, I don't know this year, this year, I really don't know. Like who, I mean, I, Georgia. I mean if I had to pick one right now, Michigan is awfully. They are the probably yeah, the most I complete mean, team. Yeah, I mean, if I had to pick one, I just don't I, buy their quarterback, but he finds ways, doesn't he? He I reminds know. me of Jim. Har- he actually reminds me of Jim Harbaugh. Remember when he played? You'd you'd watch him play and be like, he's really not that good, is he? And then all of a sudden, he's winning games. He's finding ways into even in the NFL. He's, he's finding ways into. The, I mean, slippery. makes yeah. makes the play that he has to make. He's not going to look pretty all game, but third yeah. and seven that they have to have, he made the play somehow. And here he is. He's got a quarterback doing the exact same thing yeah. with athletes all over the place. Michigan's right. good. Georgia's good. I think Georgia's just waiting to play people. Yeah, they and I know the SEC. For the, sounds like they lost Bowers for the season, though. They're, they're yeah, they, end, is, I mean, a it's a it's a big loss, but they've got so much talent. And you know, it's so funny to hear SEC people. Well, I mean, they play in the SEC. They play people. It's like they're not playing. They got up for one game because Kentucky was ranked in the top twenty, and they beat them fifty-one to whatever it was. Mm. They were just waiting to play somebody. I mean, right now they're waiting. They're waiting to play someone they care about, and they're going to yeah. beat them to death. I mean, Georgia's just so good, but yeah, yeah Michigan, yeah. Ohio State's good. I feel, I feel like the uh, Pac-12 is kind of. I mean, that was they're that playing was their really, way out. They they yeah. really kind of. I mean, USC all of a sudden is a one-trick pony. Yeah, they don't um, play defense. I thought Oregon was really good, but of course they lost. Um, I, I mean, still, they, I they lost. Really like, uh, I think they still are really good. I think their coach screwed yeah. them in that game. I mean, you got to kick yeah. two of those field goals. That's all you got to do, that's, and you win that game. That's true. Yeah. I think Penn State's sneaky good. I hate to say that, but I, mean, I think I don't know if they're uh, national championship good though. 
I think Carolina is really good, but they're not. You know who is not good? Iowa, Iowa. <laughs> I don't know, man. Is is, is is just just it's fool's gold, Bernie. Don't fall. Find I know. They, I just I look, find a I way to score some stats. points, guys. Just find I a way to score the some stats points. today, Bernie. <laughs> there are 130 FBS <laughs> teams. Yep. Iowa <laughs> dead last. Look it up. Dead last in in total offense. <laughs> you know. You know what's funny. You know, it's funny. I've got a six and one and they're going to win the West because the West sucks. And they're going to play Michigan in the big 10 championship game and lose 72 to three. (laughs) I got a friend. She's had two kids go to Iowa, but they both played in the band, whatever. Big Iowa Hawkeye fan. I was a good man. And uh, so, and she's sitting there telling me it's great defense. You just don't understand. I was like, man, you don't understand. You're just (laughs) drinking the Kool-Aid. They're going to play a good team that can actually score points and they're going to get killed. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute fool's gold. I mean, I, I I unfortunately cheer for two of probably the biggest fool's gold teams you can ever follow in your You're preaching life. to the preaching to the choir in college oh, yeah, football. Yeah. Okay, North Carolina's up there. You're right. But yeah, Iowa I mean, and then the Dallas Cowboys. I don't care what you say. They haven't done squat. Yeah. Since 1995. What, two, three playoff wins now, maybe? Less they than the Panthers. They haven't done anything. They are fool's gold. And, of course, and of course, they beat the Chargers, right? Anytime there's a big game, they're going to lose it. But I told I told Kathy, I'm like, we were watching the game on, on Monday night. I'm like, they're going to win this game. You know, everyone's picking the Chargers. So I'm like, no. I'm like, Dallas will win this game. But the, but anytime there's a big game, if there's a big game against the, the Eagles, there's a big game against the 49ers, a big game, you know, nationally televised game in the past against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, even when it's in Dallas. I think Aaron yeah. Rodgers is undefeated at, at, at Jerry World in uh, in Arlington. I mean, they, I got, they will never win those big games. Yeah, I got it's one. I got, I got a crazy stat for you. Speaking of fool's gold football teams, there is a real distinct possibility that Duke and North Carolina in three weeks play a football game where both teams are in the top 10 in college football. That's never happened, right? <laughs> well, like the 1940s, maybe. <laughs> Back when they were both really good. You know, the, you know, the Rose Bowl has only been played two times outside of the Rose Bowl in California. Wallace Wade Stadium at two years during World War II at Duke oh, wow. University. Okay. Because they were afraid the Japanese would bomb, whatever. But they, yeah, so anyway, back in those oh, days. They that's were, interesting. I didn't realize that's why they moved it. And that's been, they moved it to one of the teams that was one of the best in the country at the time. So it was interesting. back in those days. I didn't know that. Well, the reason ACC got so good at basketball, Jeff, I'll give you a history lesson. NC State got so tired of getting beat to death by Duke and Carolina in football. They hired this guy out of Indiana who was a, who was a wizard in, in basketball, bring him down, Everett Case. And then they dominate. They create this conference, call it the ACC. They win the first 12 years, NC State, the first 12 years of the conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how that conference got created, because what? because two the two basketball powers were so good in football. Another team said we want to be good in basketball, and that's why it became a basketball conference. There you go. For those who are History. listening and not watching, I just yawned. By the way, I uh, know that's that, that's great information. That is great that information, is. and it does not surprise me that you know that. Yeah, man, it's kind of weird, huh? Are we ready for uh, power rankings and on off? I guess. I guess. Which one do you I, want to do first? Want to do power rankings since we were just uh, talking about it? Yeah, we can do power recently. Rankings. My, mine have. I don't think mine have mm. changed just because we had um, nothing this past weekend. Now there is, there is another open coming up uh, this. I think this weekend, right? My yeah, mine changed. Mine changed. All I did was change Alex and Alan Rolls. 
That's all okay, I Okay, well, this, uh, I mean, since, since most people, I mean, you guys were talking about an ACL Live. You were getting some pushback. So why don't you just... Uh, you I, stuck with, I, I stuck with Jake Gore at 10. Okay. I still think he's there. I mean, obviously, Joe Neistat has a claim there, but I still suck there. Caleb Bats a nine. I switched Alec Rawls down to my number eight spot because of the injury. Right, I'm keeping him there in my lucky eight spot because I can put anybody I want in that eight spot, even though he's not playing. Still, the talent Alex level. Rawls at eight. Yep, just okay. because that's that's my lucky number spot. Right, I can put anybody in there that may or may not be inside the top ten. Number seven, JBJ, Justin Burton Jr. I've moved Allen to number six, even though he's winning everything in the world. He probably should be number one, but oh, the public pressure got the to public you. pressure got to me. I've got. Allen at number six. Then I've got Devin five, Fisher four, Jamie three, Tony two, Mark Richards number one still. Oh, wow. See, I think mine is way better than yours. Okay. Hit me. <laughs> um, all right. So my number 10 was a tie, if you remember last week. Actually, uh-huh. I'm not sure if we got to these last week. I don't I might have run out of time. Shock. No, we did. And we did. Uh, number 10, I had a tie. Matt Guy and Trey Birchfield. I remember that. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I'm starting to do a little recency bias. I don't care. I'm going to be a man whore about it. I don't care. Uh, Matt Guy and Trey Birchfield, number 10. Uh, number nine, Ryan Wiedenfeld. Um, I just like the way I watched him play a little bit, like the way he was playing up in, uh, up in Rock Hill. Number eight, Devin Harbaugh. Number seven, Fisher Hamilton. Number six, Justin Burton Jr. Took him down a little bit. And at number five, Alan Rawls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I talked about this last week. He's my Brock Purdy, and I'm just not doing it anymore. So I'm all, I shouldn't say all in because I'm not putting him number one, but I am putting him in my top five. Uh, speaking of Rawls brothers, Alex, not in my top 10, only because he's injured. And I just, until he gets back, until we know when he's coming back and what he's mm-hmm. going to play in, that's why he's not out. But anyway, so Alan Rawls, number five. Number four, Caleb Batson. I think Caleb, I love watching Caleb play. Sure. You know, I talk about some of these guys who I just like to follow. I've talked about that with Jamie. I've talked about it with Justin Burton Jr., um, several of them. But Caleb is one of those guys I just love watching him play. So Caleb Batson, number four. Jamie Graham, number three. And then I moved Mark Richards out of the number one spot. Um, didn't didn't have a great weekend, obviously, in in singles in Rock Hill, but um, still, it's Mark Richards, right? So number yep. two, and then number one, Tony Smith. So oh, one. by the way, I think since we're talking top ten, I think there might be a player that finds his way in my top ten at one at some point this year if he continues on his path of play. I think Logan Chamberlain's getting that good. Oh, he's he's been in my how many? I anytime we've had a chance to talk about you know, honorable mention or other players receiving votes. He's, he's been, he's been right in there. I mean, he is in there. Gavin Cano is in there. Yes. Gavin. Um, Sure. Oh, and I know I'm forgetting something. Somebody else. See Matt guy, like that's probably my 11, 12 and 13 players right there. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Totally, totally worth mentioning. And and Logan. Yeah. Logan. He's another guy. I I just like, I mean, he and he and and, uh, Justin were, were my preseason favorite. Uh, on the double they're, side, they're so yeah, good. I, man. I love watching those guys play. I mean, they they yeah. just just an exciting exciting style of game. So, all right, you ready for on off and in before we wrap things up? Yeah, yeah, we can do that. Let me. I hope uh, yours is better than I hope yours. No, is mine is awful mine. again. Where where is my, there we go? All right, so on off and in. I'll start because I just kind of ruined my on. So okay. my on the board is my power rankings. I really, I really kind of do like, and I think it's gonna be more, more fun for me this year. I, I truly, I mean, I was just joking about being a man whore, but I, you know, it, my, my, my power rankings are gonna be a what have you done for me lately, and uh, you know, who knows, who knows if it's right, who knows if the recency bias, bias will come back to, 
to bite me, but, uh, but I do like kind of the, just a little different dynamic to, to my power rankings. Okay. I like it. Uh, my on, I said it a couple weeks ago. I not really on this show, but with, with, with other people, I, Carolina Panthers are going to go winless. And I said it when they were 0 and three. Did you say that? I don't remember that. Did you say yeah, that? Yeah, I, I didn't oh, say it on this show, but but I just they're just not good. That's and I good think call. and I think if you have children out there, kids and their college age, high school age kids, you point to Bryce uh, Young and you say that's how good interview that's what interviews mean. Because if you looked at them on tape, CJ Stroud was the better player. Bryce Young crushed the interview. That's crushed it. Left everyone in the room thinking, wow, this kid's amazing. You know, crushed it. Gets picked number one, gets all that. He's just not ready. He may someday be ready down the road, but he's not that kid right now. CJ Stroud's winning games. Not a lot, but he's winning games as a as a rookie. It's just a better, he's a he's a more pro-ready player. But Bryce yeah. killed the interview. So if you've got kids out there, you can be a little deficient here and there in, in whatever field you're going into. But if your interview is great, you'll be surprised. So that's my on the board. Panthers are going winless. Oh man. He's just so small. He's so small. small. You know, the, the, the angle, they get such great angles now on mm-hmm. you know, when you're watching the games on TV. And sometimes they'll show that kind of on field angle from yeah. behind the quarterback to see what he's they're so seeing. Small. He can't, he can't see yeah. He can't see it. So, and you and I've talked about this off the air many times when you take away that first check down of his on, on the mm-hmm. guy coming across the middle on the slant route, yeah. you know, you take that away. He just, he doesn't know where to go. He can't see. Yeah. I mean, he's just so I mean, small. So I didn't people would tell you, well, like the off- the- yeah, football people would tell you it's the offensive line's job to create lanes. Well, then why do you pick him even more? Cause you've got a suspect offensive line. You pick the taller kid with the better arm. Right. I mean, like that's just, that's just crazy to me. And that's so, I mean, it's so, it's so easier said than done to, well, make him a lane. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. You got, you got, you got a defensive line, in, right? I mean, mm-hmm. these guys are big, they are strong, and they are so fast. And mean. I'm not sure people realize how and fast mean. these big guys are. They are freaks of oh, nature. So absolutely. now I'm supposed to block him, and I'm also supposed to try and create some sort of visual lane. It's block him into a space that. where the guy next to me creates the same space. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's just not yeah. that easy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. All right. Uh, off the board, I joked about this last week. I could be, this is a preemptive off that I, this is a preemptive off the board that I mm-hmm. hope I am wrong about. I did sell my car. I sold the Mustang oh. and I got a boat. I got a nice. boat. So, so I'm a man on a boat now. And uh, this could be a, a huge man. off the board. This could be huge. I hope it's not. But man, I, I wish we had sound effects. Yeah. Um, my off the board, once again, my on, off, and on. I apologize. This is all me this week. This is all about me, not you, the viewer or the listener. <laughs> this is all about me. My yeah. off the board, I thought at this point the Heels would have blown a game. They're 6-0, and top 10. I thought they would have been typical North Carolina football loss to somebody. I think they try, you know, they, they've played a couple of bad games, but they're, they're winning. They're, they, shouldn't win, they shouldn't lose the next two games. Or three games, actually. So they're going to end up probably being 9-0. and They're already in the top 10. God, three weeks. No more losses. Man, and I'm going but, to the Clemson but, game. I'm going to the- is this Is this going to be this is it? they stumble? 
the because Virginia. You're, right. you, you're waiting. You've you've been waiting for the proverbial other shoe to drop. Uh, well, if it's going to drop, season. it's going to drop in Atlanta because for some reason Mac Brown can't beat Georgia Tech. I think we've lost the last three against them, and they're terrible. Yeah. No offense to Georgia Tech fans, but they're don't, awful. Don't be Miami. Don't be Miami. We already did beat. We never lose to Miami. That's no, the no, no, craziest. No, I'm, thing. I'm saying don't 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 be the Miami team that lost to Georgia Tech in the final play of the game oh, when they should have taken a knee. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, they should win those three games. Then you then you play. Yeah, and I'm going to the Clemson game, so I really hope they're undefeated oh, nice. going into that game because I am yeah. going to be a jackass. Uh, oh shoot, we only, have, <laughs> we, we only have a minute left. We got to go. Yeah. All right. All right. So in. What's your, what's your, am I going my turn again? Yeah, it's your turn in the hole. Okay. In the hole and mine again, just like you, mine's gonna be very selfish. The Dallas Cowboys. We already talked about it. I knew, I knew they're going to be, I knew they're going to be at the chargers. They cannot win a big game. I've been saying this forever. Dak is good. He's not great. The Cowboys are good. They're not great. They've done nothing since 1995. People who hate the Cowboys. I always say, why, why do you hate them? We've done nothing. We've done absolutely nothing. Never win a big game. Of course we can beat the chargers. The chargers are a mess. They got a defensive coach. I, I mean, they, they're not creative offensively. They were better with Kellen Moore. They did have some nice plays. I did like that. But of course, yeah. the Cowboys are going to win that. Put them in a big game. They're not going to win it. I mean, I, I say it all the time. So that's my that's my in the hole. All right, my in the hole. The boys and Gen V on Amazon Prime are awesome. It's it's super weird, sarcastic hero take. They're like superheroes yet, but they're run kind of by corporation. Like it's this really interesting take on what would happen if there actually were superheroes in the world, like for real. Yeah. And it's, it's really interesting. Look, it's silly at times. It's kind of cheesy at times with some of the subject matter, but it is, they are awesome. If you get a chance, you should watch both those shows. Is that the one you told me about when we were in yes. Portland? Yes. It's the boys. And then that. this is an offshoot called Gen V. It's, it's like these kids go to college <laughs> to, to learn how to handle their super. Yeah. It's, it's hysterical. All right, so, dude, we got to go. Hey, good luck to everybody right. playing this weekend and I'll talk to you next week. All right, buddy. All right. Bye, everybody.